0: This week on Take Off Your Pants and Podcast. And I'm like, there's, I don't understand Blink-1A2. And, and you know, putting ourselves out there like this, it's, you know, you're... you're Are you okay, Ryan?
1: I, I, I'm, Mike and Ryan address a recent internet controversy and take a deep dive into Matt Skiba's back catalog.
0: Blah, 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 red, black, and white You have no right Dun, 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 and it's like bum, bum. Then we
1: check in with Tom's Spaceship And answer some of your listener questions Paul arranged them to like Oh, well, I booked the studio time from 7am to 1 John was like, you can't make art at 7 in the morning <laughs> It's like the best quote from John <laughs> Lennon ever All this and more in episode 29 of Take Off Your Pants and Podcast Getting to know your
0: schedule. Take your pants off
1: Welcome to Take Off Your Pants and Podcast. I'm Mike. What's the name of the show? (laughs) Take Off Your Pants and Podcast. And I'm Ryan. (laughs) And uh, we're a little high off some MasterChef Junior. Oh, man. Um, If you're not watching MasterChef Junior,
0: what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah,
1: I mean, I... I, I that that was an intense episode. Uh, trying to make sushi. The this whole sushi is the
0: Master Chef Junior podcast. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about Blingway Two today. Uh, Ryan and I have done a little uh, boot camp on Skiba.
0: A little bit. You a little bit more than me, but
1: yeah, I'm here to listen. <laughs> yeah, Ryan's here to listen about what I have to say. Uh, no, so we were thinking again in anticipation for this deluxe album. Skiba, you know, he's one third of Blink, and we all know, like, what a Mark Hoppus song sounds like. Mm -hmm. You know, you and I, Ryan, listeners of this show, we all know. Yeah. And we all know what a Tom DeLonge song sounds like. We know the types of songs that he writes. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if we know what a Matt Skiba song necessarily sounds like.
0: So yeah, so is this going to be like a, a continuous thing? Maybe every once in a while, like let's think, dive into a few Skiba songs. I think that'd be a
1: fun um, a fun project. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe getting to know your Skiba. Yeah, um, uh, a nice segment to do once in a while because I, I yeah I, I want to get to know him. I want to kind of hey, under- we've had
0: we've had long time to get to know our uh, the main dudes. Right, right. So, we got to get to know our new cast member. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, so we'll be going over three and a half-ish songs uh, <laughs> t- uh, this time. Okay. Um, so look forward to that later on in the episode. Yeah. Uh, but in the meantime.
0: <laughs> we have a couple things to address, it sounds like. What Just do we Just because have? we don't seem clear enough, I suppose. Okay. <laughs> What did you? What did you? What did you do, um, what the, did you do Ryan? <laughs> no, not to you know point any fingers or anything. Okay. but there seemed Ryan's to be a somewhat of right consensus. Now. Yes, that we are that we hate Tom DeLonge or something like that, or that mm-hmm. we're. We we're, we're, were unruly or unfair, unfair. Yeah. or bullies of whatever you could, whatever words people might put to right. it. Okay, dicks. <laughs> just we're, we're just dicks. Made, we're dicks. We're huge we're dicks. dicks. Bullies, bullies. bullies yeah, Tom? I guess so. But I guess it just I, I felt like it. You know, you're not supposed to you know feed the fire or anything like that. But it just seemed like uh, we will last week our episode was dogs eating dogs and people love that album and you know you especially were like you know i was i'm like become lukewarm with it but you're pretty cold on the album i would yeah. say and yeah. it seemed to rub people the wrong way a little bit mm. I don't know, it's just an interesting thing and you know, putting ourselves out there like this it's you know you're you're, you're uh are you okay ryan yeah i'm, I'm fine <laughs> I, I I'm I'm cool with all this, but it's just like you know, putting yourself out there. It's you know, it's almost like our you know, we're just throwing our opinions out there and want to hear other people's and stuff like that. And sometimes it rubs people the wrong way. Yeah. And well, uh, how
1: do you feel? Uh, all that being said, how do you feel about Tom Ryan? I mean, do, <laughs> we do. Do you, do you hate him? I mean, do you?
0: No, like uh, we. And I think a buddy of ours from the old show on the podcast, he pointed out that we. Obviously, if you you know if you listen to the show, feel more um, you know worried about Tom than hating him. Yeah, kind of I'd thing. say
1: that's that's accurate to how I feel is concerned. <laughs> and and, and I, I know it's like kind of funny, right?
0: And it is. I mean, why not? Why not? I laugh do. About I do. Things? Yeah,
1: I kind of do worry sometimes. Like, um,
0: are we la- like laughing about someone's like misfortune or yeah, something? Yeah,
1: and I don't want to do that. But at the same time, this is like for someone who's kind of followed his career in this way, um, it's, and again, I want to say that we're only talking about his public persona and yeah. that's something that I would never talk about. like And we're his, speculative his personal. Too. Yeah. And I, but, but I would just, I would never talk about like his, like I would never like try to stake out his home <laughs> or try to like <laughs> look into like clandestine pictures taken of his family or anything like that. Yeah. Like, like I, I, I feel like we, Um, try to be careful, just talk about what his public persona is. And and I feel like that's fine to talk about, you know, and it, for me, it, it's concern. Like this is a guy who's, um, he, he, Tom was not only was Blink my band, but Tom was my member. Yeah. You know, and I play dude. guitar. I don't play bass. I mean, yeah. I mean, I could play bass, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> but so, so him, him being this way is not something that I necessarily like enjoy. Yeah. And, and maybe some of that, the way to kind of deal with that is a little bit of like levity and like a little bit of like dark humor. But yeah, I think, I, that- I hope I don't come, I hope we don't come across um as just like, insulting him and putting him down. I would like nothing more for him to just be happy and
0: successful. Yeah, and we've talked about that too, like what he maybe like things that could do that. It's as Stanley would say, it's
1: everyone's first podcast, you Yeah. Know? So, you know, maybe in yeah, if you listen, it's everyone's oh, first podcast. Everyone's first you, comic. Yeah, oh yeah, Stanley didn't say it's everyone's first podcast. He <laughs> said it's everyone's first comic. Um <laughs> but, but uh uh so yeah, if you hear like all of our podcasts, maybe you would get the sense that like we especially if you heard like our Angels Narrow's one where we talk a lot about Tom, but maybe someone didn't hear that and they just heard like the one where maybe there is one where in isolation we're just like all it is is just like
0: fucked up, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so I just kind of like, uh, yeah, I just wanted to sort of like throw that out there. Yeah. Uh, no, cause I good, mean, I have to, to clarify cause we don't want to sound like a bunch of just yeah, assholes. Like you don't want to find some like trolls or anything. And yeah, um, yeah that
1: too. You don't want to feed the troll. Like we
0: wouldn't be here without Tom in a, in a weird, you know, in a weird I, way. Are you, well, how so? I mean, I guess just as far as like talking about blink One Eight Two Cause yeah. he, I mean, We were, uh,
1: Tom was a huge part of why I connected with them because I really saw myself in Tom like Mm -hmm. that kind of dorky, um, like him, Enema, the state dude ranch era, Tom. Like, that's what I sort of like. Aspired
0: to be yeah, as a kid. I mean, we all like. I mean, tried to you know em- emulate the haircut, and I bought the guitar. And you, d- just, you d- would- listeners, Ryan <laughs> did buy. He has
1: a Tom Long Stratocaster. It's one of our coolest. Uh, yeah, pieces of so, the Blink archive. So
0: it's just one of the things. Like I just don't. Um, if we are being harsh, it's in love. It's it's like uh, what do you call that? Hard, tough love, tough love kind of thing, I guess. In a, way. it's almost yeah. like making fun of your friends and stuff. And yeah, and uh, oh yeah, it is. It kind of is like
1: because you know. We have this, you know, show and like I have a song, you know, like what's up with Tom and it's like a lot of shit like that. But I feel like if someone came on or I was talking to someone who's not a Blink fan and they were just like, oh, you do a Blink podcast? What the fuck is up with that Tom Delong guy? (laughs) I I probably would be like, whoa, like let me tell you, like he wrote some of the most iconic
0: riffs in (laughs) rock and roll. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah like it's like
1: yeah it's the, like you know you can you can make fun of your own family but like no one else can you yeah know, kind yeah, of thing yeah. that's kind of how i feel about
0: him yeah yeah yeah. so it just, i just there was something out there and um and i just kind of wanted to like you know just bring it back you know we don't want to you know alienate people and i don't know and and i shouldn't i, I fed the flame a little bit in the post and eh, not too bad yeah i was trying i forget that like when you um you know it shows like who the og you know the original poster is you know right. when you comment easily on yeah. things on reddit yeah and it's like and i'm like i was, I was like that guy i was kind of like, trying to be like part of the like i was trying to like be part of the blend in blend in with blend it. it like you forgot you posted and you're like commenting like hey, he's gonna be so many people are against this guy <laughs> no i was just <laughs> <laughs> i don't know but it's just something out there and it's it's no big deal or anything i mean maybe we're just putting being you know maybe we're talking about it even too much but just thought it was interesting because we're, we're, we're running about hour two here <laughs> <laughs> it just that you know the dog i i had this feeling putting up the dogs eating dogs one i'm like we're gonna lose a bunch of people i feel like with this yeah or i mean it's hard you know
1: anytime but i feel like um i hope people appreciate that we're not just like, this isn't a bling with two podcast and we're not just like blinks. Great. Blinks. Great. Well, How was, great yeah, is cause blink? We, cause we have blinks. Great. Right. great. <laughs> you know, like we, we, I, I hope I like people appreciate that. We're willing to be like, it's not good. And just cause I don't think it's good. Doesn't mean like, fuck you. If you think it's good. Like if you think it's good, please write in to us <laughs> at one eighty two podcast at gmail.com. And honestly, like let us know what you think. And I, I,
0: I love hearing from different opinions. So, Oh Yeah. It's what makes this interesting. And um, it is. Yeah, I think it, uh, yeah, just let, let it steam in you and just throw it at us because we love to hear it, you know? Typically. Yeah. And I, that's guess why, that's I, I guess that's a way of putting it. No, I don't know. <laughs> it's, just, it's interesting to see that. And because, um, like, I guess we were just spoiled with love for so <laughs> long yeah. or something. You got a like
1: taste that. of what the internet's really like. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose How so. does it feel, Ryan?
0: Kind of good, actually. Yeah, you feel alive. I feel <laughs> <laughs> doing something yeah i guess maybe you're right yeah maybe that is it like um i mean it i'm not like damon lindelof or something out there right he it's just not was that not like quitting. our was our dogs eating
1: dogs like the ending of lost <laughs> like we had the, to delete it like they they were dead in the in the side in the side line the spoiler alert yeah no one's gonna if they haven't seen Lost, that's not gonna make any sense. <laughs> they weren't dead. They the weren't dead time. the whole time. No, that's not they what they weren't I was saying. dead
0: the whole time. Don't no. let
1: anybody tell you they were Yeah. Yeah. If they were, like honestly, this isn't me trying to not be a spoiler. Like if, if anyone tells you that the end of Lost, they were dead the whole time, they're wrong
0: and you should like just assume that's they're that. a stupid person. <laughs> it's a fail safe marker for if a person is an idiot. Yeah. How many times do they have to say what happened happened in a goddamn show for you to get that it's happening? It's really real. Anyway, we big Lost fans, too. We should start a Lost podcast. <laughs> <laughs> MasterChef Jr., Lost, Lost in Blink big 182. Man, we're cool. <laughs> uh,
1: all right, so should we go ahead and get into uh, getting to know our Skiba? Yeah, let's do it. So we listened to three songs today. You picked three songs. I picked, well, I picked, well, four, picked songs. four songs. Well, you picked four
0: songs, and now you listen to three of them. I picked
1: four songs, right, and listened to three of them. <laughs> Uh, it was too much to ask for. Somehow no. I somehow missed yeah, one of them. It was miss. I think what happened is I was giving you the the list of songs and you every one of them you were like, okay, so that was what, and <laughs> uh, that one you didn't say that with oh. because it was the first one I said and I said it's the one Mark Hoppus said is his favorite
0: song <laughs> and I think you were you assumed oh I remember that yeah and you, I think you did I am. I, I my short term memory has gone away. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I know. It happens. You yeah, know. it's weird. Turn, turn thirty, turn
0: thirty, and you just become an old man. Yeah, old
1: crotch. And you're you're an internet. editor. You're relying on the computer to just kind of store the things <laughs> in the places you you, you see them. Yeah. Uh, like a so dog. so what are the songs that we did listen to together?
0: Um. Well, the three and I. I don't know if you want to do them in a certain order. But you picked. I, I felt like you picked some sort of theme here. It's pretty interesting. Um, so the three songs you picked were um, "San Francisco," that's off of their first album, right? Um, God damn it! God damn it! Yeah. And then uh, the, you also picked "One Last Dance." 1997, I think, was God damn it. Um, One last dance so. off the newest the newest Country album. album, and then you picked a song off of Skiba's little side solo project or matt skiba and the secrets lonely lonely and cold which was super recent yeah because
1: the latest alkaline Trio is 2013 and i think lonely and cold is 2015
0: uh that's what it looks like you're right bob um yeah and what's up with him in the case and naming things is it because of the skiba i mean is it yeah because skiba that must be it it's this
1: like you're familiar with the smodcast nomenclature Yeah, that's true. Because he has like the secrets as
0: a K in it. Yeah,
1: Matt's given the secrets. And the K with the cold. Alkaline trio, uh, I mean, has a K in it.
0: Is that how you spell alkaline? Like usually?
1: Is alkaline a word? I like that neither of us, alkaline is a word, definitely. Uh, I like that neither of us know how to spell it, though.
0: Yeah, alkaline, having the properties of an alkali or containing alkali the fuck is that I man what a nerdy band name yeah I feel like the three songs you picked um all kind of had a similar vibe and playing them actually in those in like the particular order uh had sort of like a theat uh thematic element to it mm. i felt like um sort of like a lot of the songs were about um you know uh you know homesickness or leaving or like wanting like this one last thing with like somebody or just like remembering somebody or like the end with, with somebody kind of yeah. thing. And they all about like moving on or missing yeah. something or homesickness. I feel like all the songs that you picked a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty interesting. I, uh, so this first
1: one, I think, well, why don't we say, okay, so besides that, um, this song in particular, Mm-hmm where do you think so so if the theme is sort of like homesickness and these kind of like um songs about moving on and transition maybe phases and like looking back and missing certain times um where do you think this kind of fits in with that and how do you how do you think of this one
0: well from like listening to the song a lot i feel like this would have been a song if i would have heard it when i was young i would have probably really loved it um same
1: i feel like this would have been like if i heard this song and like especially like when i like, 17, when I went off to college, this would have been, like, my shit.
0: And you know what I think it is? Like, I'm, I was trying to think about it while I was listening to these songs. Because just to give, like, you know, just put it all out there. Like, Alkaline Trio, I remember having their albums, or handful of their albums, on my iPod. Because I downloaded, like, every fucking song ever. And it was like, oh, Alkaline Trio. I, I should get into these. And I never really dove into their albums that hard. And um, I was kind of listening to it. Like, why didn't I get into this as, a, like, young? Yeah like when I was like prime for this type right. of stuff and I think what it is, is um, uh, like Matt Skiba has a certain voice to him that has, it's sort of like a, you know, bad religion-y kind of singing voice in some capacity. He has like kind of this like, uh, kind of thing to him. Uh, and it's like, that's, a, that's such a weird adjective. Uh, yeah, He has kind of this like low kind of thing that kind of, with in it kind of you know changes it's it's hard to explain but he kind of um he's like the david bowie of pop punk <laughs> kind of in a way like the, he has like
1: this crazy range from like yeah. really high stuff to like kind uh, of cynical you know like what? Yeah. And then to like, you know, city. like it has like this kind of low Choking thing. On and,
0: the th- well, I especially
1: think, at this point, uh, in early on, he had a much more raspy voice than he does now. He does. I think because he was just like straight up just drinking and doing drugs very frequently.
0: Yeah. Um, it's pretty interesting. Like I was thinking about it and I think maybe the reason why I w- didn't get into this too hard was maybe the, the, um, like, I, for some reason, it connects with the deepness of his voice or something like that. And I think what it was is that the songs are kind of have like a, a kind of mid tempo a lot of them, mm-hmm. I think. And I maybe wanted him to sing faster. Yeah. I think, and now I appreciate what he's got, doing. And I think at the time, I was like, this isn't like, I don't know, fast enough or something like that.
1: Now, like now thinking. you've kind of in your quiver, though, you have as a reference point like The Cure and like the Smiths and that kind of yeah. thing. So, is that maybe like why you're like okay with that deeper voice?
0: And more I think mid- so. Yeah, getting into like, because I think that at that time I was just like into the high voice kind of thing. Yeah, we wanted Dumpweed. Yeah. <laughs> that's and the, the Dumpweed was like the platonic <laughs> form
1: of what a song should be.
0: Yeah. And I think that's maybe why I didn't like get into hit them uh, originally. Cause I was like thinking about, it, I'm like, why did did i get into this because there's stuff like you know like back then wasn't it stuff like jimmy world and things yeah, and that high voice um, very high voice his high voice and but the thing is their songs are like this tempo if yeah, you think about yeah. it yeah
1: and they're they're, um, they're kind of like not dissimilar in a way you know um alkaline trio certainly doesn't go to like the baroque way jimmy world does where they're like getting like xylophones and shit but if you ch- take that, like, they're kind of songs about similar themes. I mean, this one, San Francisco, I think you could compare that to a song like Goodbye, Scar Harbor. Yeah. You know, 14-minute jam aside.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think with this, like, for this song, it sounds like it's... Um, I actually cheated a little bit and went to song meetings and read someone's little thing. And they said that in... There's a making of it like, documentary out oh, there. Oh, wow. That'd be cool to... Talk about maybe something. yeah, and they are saying that like he, um, Skiba was visiting like a friend in San Francisco, and like fell in love with the city kind of thing, and um and maybe even a person there, but it's almost like uh like a song about not wanting to go home kind of thing. Yeah. And like, you're like loving this new life sort of situation yeah. and dreading going back to your life, yeah. which is kind of interesting. I think, um, cause I think a lot of people might take well, yeah, the like the, the
1: line, like I was drinking you goodbye. My heart floats in the bay. You know, he's not talking about the Chicago from sour home Chicago and you being far away. There's no telling what I'll do if I don't return to you. That's the chorus. I mean, mm-hmm. that's clearly he's not like stoked on going back to.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of interesting because this it's is not, not like the, the Chi town anthem. Because <laughs> I think that's that's not necessarily a point of view. I feel like you um, a lot of times it's like I can't wait to, you know, be back home or I guess there's about like leaving home. Yeah. But not necessarily like being gone from home and needing and. And. Uh, and not wanting to go back yeah. is interesting, I think.
1: And you say point of view, which is, I feel like the most important thing and why I picked this song. <laughs> uh, I think Matt Skiba has a very clear point of view and he has a very good, he, he has a good way of communicating that through song, like yeah. in his lyrics and his songwriting. And that that's kind of like the thing I was trying to get at with the three songs I picked. Um, because it's something that not everyone has and not everyone like has to have, you know? Um, but I think blink, uh, has always had such a good job. Like their strength is they just have a point of view. Like Mark is like this guy who has a point of view and he writes these songs and he's relatable. So his songs are relatable and, Yeah, I- and same with like Tom at his best. And so I feel like, um, Yeah, I feel like it's important that like Skiva is like writing songs that sound like they're about things that he's experiencing and he's like putting that to song.
0: And I think they also seem really, they seem specific in a way too. Like then there's definitely certain imagery he's getting across and using metaphors for certain things. Right. um, Which I think is different than uh, some stuff that like Mark or Tom would do. Yeah, well, it reminds me
1: of early Blink, like wasting time mm-hmm. and, yeah. and and stuff like that, where it's just like, this is clearly, you don't have to know anything about... Um, the backstory to know that this is clearly like something that happened or at least it's good enough that it sounds like something that happened. You know, yeah, it Either sounds way, like it's he, fine with me
0: like, and from what the, the comment I read on song meetings is that he actually wrote this like in the airport. Like, oh, wow. was, yeah, like, and I think that's, it, it shows through because the a song a is, if you like, guy, yeah, geez. it's definitely, <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> the song is basically like he's using imagery, like, you know, his window seat, electric chair. Yeah, and, the song's like uh, literally about getting drunk on the airplane. Yeah, and I think it's pretty interesting. This is one thing I noticed too from these few songs is he uses a lot of um, uh, like lines over again, it, but uses them in different ways kind of yeah. things. Or uh, I love that shit. Or even like the melody, He like I think it's later in one of the other songs is he might with the melody... Um, you know like do like one word or something yeah or maybe it's like a few words at for that same little melody kind of in a point but this one it's you know he kind of does the one line like 4 p.m four dollar pints the sfo that's uh, san francisco uh the time and price and then it goes later 5 p.m five dollar pints hellbound airlines time and price and maybe it like you know uh he's like getting closer or something yeah, to um, yeah. his place or and something
1: that part of the song specifically. I know you're a big brand new fan. Did mm-hmm. you feel like this, th- this to me sounded like your favorite weapon kind of stuff.
0: I think, yeah, I could see that. Cause a lot of those brand new, it's, you know, especially like that moment where it's like, music. It does it the thing is is uh it's slower it's like it's it like, is it is yeah and uh um jesse Lacey now has like a deep voice but he was singing higher things yeah. back then yeah um and i think he uh but yeah you're right like this would have been and maybe that's why is like it's brand new was you taking my so something interesting about um matt Skiba that i didn't know until
1: starting this boot camp <laughs> um that you know, I think we should mention, um, this would be a good time to get into it. He's the same age as Mark and Tom. Um, I thought he was younger just cause Skiba or Alkaline Trio was kind of famous a little bit later, mm-hmm. you know, them Blink. um, but no, he's the same age and he pretty much was trying to do the band thing from a little bit later than blink, but basically the same, you know, yeah. young, young. And he had been trying to do it until Alkaline Trio got big. So, That 1998 or seven debut album, um, by Alkaline Trio, that was him after, you know, being as long in the music business as Blink was at that time, but just not really at successfully, you Mm -hmm. know, I mean, maybe it's very small success, but like, it sounds like some kind of like rough living, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it sounds like the kind of thing where it's like, it wasn't ever for sure Mm -hmm. until Maybe not even that first one. So, like, 1998, that's, like, almost the enemy of the state, you know? Um, but then their next one was produced by Jerry Finn, and I think the next one was The Breakout Moment. Anyway, all that being said, like, I feel like that kind of gives him, like, when he has this, like, little wizened sound and, like, harder edge, it gives a little bit of credibility. Whether or not, like, he lived a rough life or not, I it's definitely imaginable that that it was a little, little rough there for a bit.
0: Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, I mean, if you
1: think the life of a being a, in a band that's not particularly successful until you're about thirty, mm-hmm. that's you got to see yeah. some shit.
0: Yeah, that's it's totally. You, it's a uh, it's a rough times, and it's even like rougher now. I feel like in in some capacities.
1: Oh, probably. Yeah, I mean, if he's got to do it in the '90s, is probably the best time.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. Like it's. Uh, I, yeah, I'm i still kind of like flabbergasted why this wasn't like really on my radar back then. I think and I think it just I had too many things I was getting into.
1: I think this guy is um, more of an I mean, this is there's no way around this sounding like not pretentious. And, it, it, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying that this music is like the Beatles, but I think that his music is just a little bit more adult than mm. I think And not even, I don't mean that even that it's better, but just like, I think as a teenager, I wouldn't really relate to these kind of themes as much.
0: I think so. I think you're right. Maybe it's a little
1: bit older um, type of sound. And there's things that also, now that I have more of a, uh, more musical knowledge, just like Skiba did at this age. You know, he wasn't writing this as a 19 year old, like blink was when they were doing Cheshire. This was around the time blink was doing enema and starting to get crazy with take off your pants and jacket. So it totally makes sense that he's kind of busting out some Smiths and, you know, well, things, it's making it a little bit more slower.
0: It, it reminds me like the song, especially musically. Um, it's like straight up, like kind of nineties, uh, emo, not like, you know, yeah. Um, like, like, j- like Bleed American, not Bleed American, uh, Clarity, emo. Even, b- like, before that. Like, if you listen to Static Prevails from Jimmy Eat World, it's yeah. more that style. And around that same time. And, or, like, you know, Get Up Kids or something, or... Um, it's, and it's almost mimicking or like with a new kind of emo wave that we're in right now with like stuff like modern baseball and yeah, I, um, I think, I think you can see
1: like ripples of this in Joyce Manor and stuff like that for sure. Yeah. Like
0: especially those longer Joyce Manor songs kind of thing. Even just the,
1: uh, if nothing else, I think the production is really influential because mm-hmm. it's just like the guitars, the drums, they call kind of sound like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like a blue album, Pinkerton-y vibe. And again, I'm just talking about the production. I know the songs don't sound like that, yeah. but, um, that kind of like, Good mix between like garagey and pop, but definitely leaning more on the garagey side
0: yeah like if you listen to Jimmy a World Static Prevails like this is a lot like that kind I, should, of thing. I should
1: dive more into that
0: yeah it's like the it's basically like the guitar sound similar and like this, oh, wow. the way they sing is similar except they're a little bit more like ah,
1: like yeah. kind of yelly and there's um, a part of the end where where uh Skiva like go balls to the wall in this song where he's like five dollar or something like that and I remember that was the point where I was like <laughs>
0: drinking you good <could> boy <laughs>
1: that was the part where, where I was like that Thing,
0: yeah, yeah, that was the part where I was like, Oh, it's kind of like brand new, a little bit. I can, um, I can see maybe some of the older stuff, but the thing is that those brand new songs back then were like double the speed of this, yeah.
1: I actually went, um, because I was when I was thinking that I went back and, and yeah, you're totally right. Like, I, <laughs> I just did Jude Law and Sylvester Bond, and it was like, You know, like, yeah, 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 it was a little bit more like intense
0: yeah and so i I think that's maybe they were younger yeah (laughs) at the time i was yeah like he this is a lot more kind of grizzled sort of just like yeah i'm gonna um yeah
1: like it's very like assertive and like um yeah it's a it's a cool ass song i i love the production on it i love the lyrics um yeah yeah. so the next one um probably one last dance right (laughs) So, this is a newer one. And I love the cover of this one, too. Uh, yeah, so this is My Shame Is True. I mean, we're skipping ahead
0: here. It's a, little, it's a big jump. We've kind of gone from the beginning to the end. But big jump.
1: Well, not, not the not end. Not the end, but. No, the... I
0: mean, because uh, it's four years
1: ago, 2013. So, mm-hmm. it's not really that recent.
0: Yeah. Uh, this one's a little bit more kind of has like a dancey vibe to it. I mean, it's called One Last Dance. Um, it's not as just like hard rocking kind of thing. Uh it kind of has some really cool instrumentals with just like in the oh, uh, kind of thing going on. Yeah. It. Um, and that's one thing is listening to like, this is how I like the voice of like this, how Skiba sounds in this is like, how I was like, how's that going to go with blink One Eight Two? right. Dancing I'm dancing with the ghost of myself. I'm dancing with a ghost. Yeah. Two. It's definitely, um, an eighties kind of vibe to it a little bit. Uh, and yeah, almost like, um, like a punk version of say like a cure song or something like that. Or. Yeah.
1: I think that this song could fit in right there with like here's your letter, as far as like those um like that song off Untitled that's that is arranged like a pop punk
0: song, but has this kind of like eighties ish overtones. To yeah, it. a little bit. Uh, um but theme wise I think that it's um you know, it's it's almost as if uh you know, like if I'm not sure if San Francisco was about somebody or just like the city as itself kind of thing. Um, but this is sort of a similar song about, you know, I think like somebody in particular. Yeah. I think one of the things that makes San Francisco work so
1: well is it's, it, it does work as a song about the person, but then it also can be like this song about a place Mm -hmm. and in the song, it's San Francisco, but it's pretty easy as a listener. It'll be like, Oh yeah. Like, that place, you I know, left that I my knows.
0: heart in San Francisco,
1: <laughs> and yeah, so this one is, is kind of similar. Um, I one thing I love about the lyrics in this one is he picks this theme of like a storm coming in, yeah, like you rolled in like a storm and brought the rain. That's the first line, it's like all this like storm imagery, and it's not just like that's like an, a cool line and he just like drops it, and that's the rest, the, like the whole rest of the song, he keeps this like. Uh, like vague storm imagery, like it pops up once in a while. Like it's not like oppressive. It's not like a fucking song about rain, um, and cheesy. But
0: once in a while, you just have these lines. Yeah. Um. One thing I noticed too is, uh um, he definitely rhymes a lot, and I, it's a man of my own heart writing a song. Yeah, that's that he ends every line with a rhyme, and, rhyme, rhyme, and rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> I just you can't I can't seem to. I can't crack the code to write a song without it rhyming like the whole time. And this is how this does too. Yeah. And, um, I, 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 this song was grown on me a lot listening to it like a lot. I have a real soft spot for this song.
1: I, I, you know, for, for me, I, I'd like a just good, well-written pop, uh, pop rock, pop punk song, you know, like in the vein of Please Please Me from the Beatles (laughs) onward to the Ramones to, you know, Dumpweed. Um, And I would put this in that category. Like there's a riff. It's a good-ass riff. You know, and there's like a harmony with like the bass. Mm -hmm. Um, The bass player in Alkaline Trio is like amazing, I think. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you have these lyrics that are, it's like a good... I, I love that it, you know, so the song is like one last dance and it's all about like, we broke up, but then like you're back and like, I, we shouldn't be together, but like, oh God, I like, I miss you though. Kind of thing. And there's like that great line where he's like, um, yeah. Cause the, like the, the second verse, he's like blew back into town, just like the wind oh, storm again mm-hmm. uh, beyond repair, the damage that I did, we both assumed we'd never speak again. Till I saw you in those turquoise pumps and tight black vinyl pants. Mm-hmm. I need you back, my friend. And then, yeah, then cut to there just saying, words to say I'm sorry I am. It's the chorus again, but it does sound different in this new context, you know, where now it comes across as him just like, you look hot and I'm trying to like have sex with you again. Like it, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool the way that he could, like changed the context of these things. Like it sounds sweet and now it's like it doesn't necessarily sound like it's romantic.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, it's one of those things like so. What, like, why would why did you choose this song in relation to, like, how he writes compared to Mark and Tom? Um, So I think that there's kind of there's types of songs that Skiba
1: um, writes, just like Mark and Tom. You know, Tom will write the Spacey songs and he'll write the joke songs. And Mark will write um, the mid-tempo rockers. And he'll also write the stuff like Party Song and Cynical that's like, bam, mm-hmm. one and done. Thank you, ma'am built this pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was trying to, like, what are the categories that Skiba does? And I think some good examples might be San Francisco, the very emotional, um, mid tempo, um, pop punky song, mm-hmm. which I, I'm not sure if he does too much now, but definitely he did a lot of it before. And then songs like this, which are just quintessential, uh, pop punk pop rock, just like a good ass song, song ass song, you know, yeah. you know, like, like, a in the vein, like I said, of like, please, please me or like the Ramones, um, or like Enema, the state, like these yeah. just like just a well written song.
0: They're, they're different though. Like, um, like I can't picture like Mark or Tom singing like this song, like at all.
1: No, I mean, and they, they all just like those bands I mentioned, I mean, this has its own style, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it is different from all those things. I mean, it's a song ass song written by Matt Skiba and clearly written by him, which is something that I think is like, I think he has his own style, you know? Like, I think there's something that is just like blink is pretty easily identifiable. I think Skiba is kind of like an identifiable, like no one's kind of doing the, that voice with this music, you know?
0: Yeah. It's different. Like, um, it's almost like the music's too fast for how we sing it, or yeah. something. Um, yeah, like I'm trying. To, I was kind of just thinking of how this is all put together, or, like compared to you know Blink. Um, like if they could write a song like this, or if they have, and I can't really, couldn't really picture one. Like it's almost like, um, uh, like he kind of almost writes as if he's blaming himself. Like he's the problem kind of thing. Yeah. When blink would take this song and say like, no girls are ridiculous. I don't get girls.
1: Girls. Ju- what? Like <laughs> life just sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like it just, everything sucks and I suck. Like, yeah. Uh, which kind of does here, but it's almost like he can't help, but like just, he's like destroying himself the way these are. Well, Where I think, I think the like, thing
1: with uh, Skiba that, uh, maybe what you're getting at, but I think a distinction is that there's like a lot more stakes. I feel like in Skiba songs, like Blink songs, uh are kind of like, "Damn it, I lost the girl," you know, and and Skiba's like, "I'm ruining my life," <laughs> and it sounds like he is, like sometimes, you know, with his delivery and stuff. Like mm-hmm. it sells
0: it. I think. Yeah, he's almost like on the edge. Like it's kind of like. Um uh, it's like just a susan of joy division like a little bit of that or like like um <laughs> what's it rockabilly or something yeah that's yeah. kind of what i'm thinking of like yeah. the way he sings is kind of like this almost taking like rockabilly style sort of rock like um and sort of just like putting like this extra little pop like thing to it yeah so how do you feel about it? do you think that that kind of
1: you know to kind of close last dance uh do you think that kind of works for this
0: I think so. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Like that's kind of like, I couldn't picture um, like those guys bl- like blink playing that, you know, it, I'm trying to think of another band. Oh that man. And the, that the bridge too. I feel like, uh, I mean, one thing
1: that's cool about alkaline trio is a band, you know, we're talking a lot about Skiba, but this is, you know, a whole band for this stuff. And um, the bridge in there, I feel like is like really deceptively simple. Like it just, this whole song is like, you know, pretty straightforward and it goes past it. But that bridge is like uh pretty much like a talking heads bridge, I feel like. That like <laughs> you know, like um if you just like took the distortion out and, you know, maybe added like a little sixteenth note every once in a while to <laughs> it.
0: It's like a straight up like it's cool. It's it's really neat to like have that It's pretty interesting. Like yeah, they um I I grew really to like this one even more and more as I was listening to it. Yeah. Uh, so lonely and cold. Oh, before we do, do you think like this is where, uh, Tom got idea for ghosts on the dance floor was, uh, dancing with a ghost of myself. Why you got to hate on Tom, Brian? (laughs) Uh, well, I,
1: I don't know, but I do know. Um, okay. Actually, no, I do know. No, because this came out in 2013 and 2011 was Neighborhoods. Ghost on the Dance Floor.
0: Oh, okay. You're right.
1: Um, but I do know that uh, Tom went back and rewrote some of the untitled lyrics because he thought the lyrics for uh, Matt Skiba, in particular, the latest Alcohol and Trigger album, was so good.
0: That's interesting.
1: Yeah. Interesting point. Fun fact.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. So, Lonely and Cold with a K lonely and cold with a K this to me. So that's what, that's part of the title. K, K- cold with the K. Yeah. Lonely and cold with K a long title.
1: Um, <laughs> y- you were talking to me about, you know, why I picked some of these and, mm-hmm. and I, I was talking about these examples of songs he's written. And in the way that San Francisco is, I think a example of a song that he doesn't write too much of anymore. You know, these kind of like sentimental, more like emo things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think lonely and cold is a song that he didn't use to write. And now he's kind of starting, geez, punch the mic, starting to write more, <laughs> Now, which are these really just tank punk out of the equation, and not that it's more pop, um, but just that it's like this straight like rock um not experimental like war on drugs, but very much like in that vein of like the resurrecting, just the Bruce Springsteens of you know, just like a fucking rock song. It kinda yeah, it does. No no frills, no nothing, just it's a rock song.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and I think he's pretty damn good at it, and I I kind of I'm excited about this side of his songwriting because not a lot of people are doing this, save uh, you know like the Foo Fighters, and I'm I'm not really into the Foo Fighters, so it's it's cool to see stuff like oh I love War on Drugs, but it's nice to see something that's not quite as like esoteric, you know, um, doing it anyway. So uh, that's what I why I kind of picked this one.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that is that I can see. Yeah, it's totally like. Um like, I'm just, I'm always been curious as to why he does the, like, what's Matt's in the secrets compared to Alkaline Trio, but, um, I mean, you got two songwriters with Alkaline Trio, so I,
1: I imagine there's a bit of, like, power dynamics there where, like, it's gotta be a little bit difficult to be like, hey, I want to do this song that's just, like, exactly what I want.
0: That's know? true.
1: Whereas, like, he can do his side project and do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool, like, um... You're right. Like I wouldn't even think of that. Like a Bruce Springsteen type of rock cause type of thing. It's almost like the like these lyrics and stuff are almost that kind of thing. It's almost like this. I
1: almost wonder if this song would have been like bigger or like reviewed in different places if it just was like no one knew who Matskeba was and he was just like some guy. Because I feel like this, um, it's easy to. You know, because pop, pop punk emo is kind of a specific thing and, and it's easy to be like, oh, it's the Alkaline Trio guy that's emo punk. I don't like that. And this is this is very different than that. Like this is I don't really feel like in any way pop punk or emo or anything like that. I don't know. Do you do you think that's fair to say?
0: Yeah, you're right. I think it's like, yeah, rock and roll kind of type of thing. And uh it goes back to San Francisco and. In- in San Chicago comes around, yeah. Comes back around. On it's this. another reason
1: I wanted to pick this, and and uh, the vein of Mark Marin who we're going to be seeing tomorrow <laughs> at the uh, Aladdin Theater, thanks to uh, Ryan being on the ball with the tickets. Yeah, <laughs> um, he interviewing David Byrne said that he he thought that the Talking Heads, um, he was like, I feel like your discography uh, is like someone going through some shit. <laughs> And I feel like there's an arc between San Francisco and this one, just like his songwriting arc. Mm -hmm. You know, he is before the looking glass and after it in the, in a songwriting sense, but also lyrically, um, he's coming back again to San Francisco, but it's in a really different way. And like lonely and cold in in the context of the song is about, you know, it's sort of this triumphant thing. Like I'm not going to be that anymore. It's almost like, um, I don't know if it's necessarily like an addict or anything, but it's definitely a guy who's like, I've been drinking too much. And it's like the moment where he's like, fuck this, I'm done with it. Like it's kind of his moment of clarity, so to speak. So again, the the subject matter of the song right there with just like the traditional fucking Bruce Springsteen, you know, I feel like
0: this is a song, the lyrics to something he would write, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, um, what I was talking about earlier of how he sort of, um, has this interesting ways of using the melody and how this song, like the, the verses have this sort of like, um, you know, I've been searching for a better world in youth ether tonight. And then goes like, blah, 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 blah red, black and white. You've no right. Like, it's almost like the, the second line is just like one word or a couple yeah. words. Yeah. It's the, like a- a, music, I don't the, know what you The music you keeps
1: going on. Well, the music is like, dun, 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 dun. And it's like, And then the music keeps going. And he's like, bum, bum.
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, this batch of crazy is lazy. Give up the fight sad side, like it's so it's kind of just interesting and it comes back later again where he's rhyming again <laughs> last he's like, night he, it's very like um taking the fight Who can bite it's not right
1: so tight I, like, I i totally get what you're saying and i i i feel yeah. like it's patient that's the way i kind of think of it like it's just kind of going along and it is
0: it's not trying to fit in like a lot like it's almost like trying to over word it or something.
1: Yeah, yeah and, it, and it works, though, because the lyrics are so good. The idea of alcoholism being, like, fascistic, you know? Mm-hmm. That's such cool imagery and, like, on brand for, <laughs> you know, for lack of a better word, for Skiva. It's like this... It's goth, you know? Like, he's like he's talking about red flags unfurling mm-hmm. and tying it coherently into what the song is about, is drinking.
0: I, you think... I mean, I drinking is used a lot i think metaphorically a lot of the time yeah i i mean it could be drinking my opinion it's more just like about um getting it could stuck in the same uh routines Mm. wherever you go you you keep you like all right i'm stuck in this routine i'm gonna get out and go and i get back into it again right it's kind of it's in the it's in the um are you projecting Ryan? (laughs) it's in the uh in the bridge toward the end where he's just like left the windy city for the water by the bay left to meet the angels who were falling in her lay. like i don't know if that's the melody or not but it's like it's <laughs> Uh, And it has stuff in San Francisco and stuff. So it's almost like he keeps jumping from to a new place, to another place, to another place. And it keeps getting caught back and down the Mm. same road. Yeah. Um, it could, you could say it's drinking or maybe
1: it's a little bit of the, like that Portlandia episode where he's just trying to move to, (laughs) to be like, I'll solve my problems if I just move somewhere and like, but failing to address what the real problem is.
0: Yeah. I mean, there,
1: so there definitely is, I will say, um, a lot of references to drinking. I mean, like there's like the, I tore out my liver when I left Chicago in the chorus, but that of course could be a metaphor for something else. Yeah.
0: Or it's, I mean, or it is about drinking, but I think the bigger picture is just being cotton or the same. It's routines. such a well, it's
1: a well-written song. So even though it's about drinking, you can apply it to plenty of other things in your life. <laughs> I think, I think this is just, uh, this is a song I could listen to like on repeat for a long time.
0: Yeah. I, that album's really good. It's i uh, I've been listening to that a lot more too. that. Um, that's keeping the secrets album. Is there anything that you want to um like lyrics aside and
1: musically say about the, the song?
0: Um, I can't, for some reason I can't for the life of me. Remember what the damn sound song sounds like. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it kind of, um, and you're sorry. I stopped looking my way. Yeah. Like there was probably a, like, it's just weird. Like I think if this would have hit me before some other bands, I would have been like yeah. way into it. I
1: mean, this was 2013.
0: It is. Later, or 2015. Yeah. This was two years ago. Yeah. I mean, this was it, the dream. I just walker. wasn't like, yeah, I just wasn't on like, you know, board kind yeah. of thing. Um, I feel like if I, if I was somehow like I am now. And I heard like these songs and stuff. Like when I was like in high school, I'd be all about it. Yeah, I think so too. But I think I was in a different place kind of then. But of course you are. But uh, if it would have been something I would really be into these days, especially. And the thing is, it's interesting too, is that the lyrics are so clear, which is different for me. I feel like now because a lot of like punk I listen to, it's like you can't really hear (laughs) like everything's so like there and. and it's not, he's not, he's using a lot of metaphors and imagery and stuff, but it's, it doesn't they, seem overwrought. To me. Yeah. It's It like, if you listen to some bands, like you're like, what are they singing about? And it's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It's It's really cool, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, this isn't the song too, that I would ever hear Mark or Tom sing. No. Or,
1: or and, and that's, anything. what's kind of exciting. I think that, that, I'm excited to hear more of these sides. So I think we did a pretty good job getting to know our, our Skiba. Yeah. I mean, what else? Today. Like, how would you wrap that up? Like as far as his, these three songs? Uh, well, I think these three songs, they show different sides of Skiba, um, in a way that, so I think, I, I think, uh, the first and the last, uh, San Francisco and, uh, lonely and cold, are two songs, two types of songs that he wrote both as a product of being young and now as a product of being a little wiser. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he's not going to be writing too many, probably too many more songs like San Francisco, although maybe those will pop up and blink. You know, Maybe that'll be his outlet for those kind of younger feelings, mm-hmm. that, which would be cool. Um, I also think that like Lonely and Cold is kind of like his... Uh, these like more general songs, um, musically I I mean more general, that are about these more, even more kind of adult subject matters that are more divorced from punk or genre and just attempts at like good songwriting. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think you have songs like One Last Dance, which he's written that are on God Damn It, and they've been on every Alkaline album, like Mercy Me on Crimson, um, and up to Misery, I think, on Blink, which are just some like... Some good, gothy-ish, <laughs> like, pop, punk, pop rock
0: songs. It's pretty interesting. Um, yeah, it's, you can definitely see it like on stuff like Misery, like this type of uh, songwriting. Um,
1: yeah, do you feel like now now that you've gotten to know your Skeeb a little bit better, do you feel like Misery, like, does it sound a little bit more... You know, do you think of it differently? Um, now?
0: <laughs> it the only thing missing is uh it needs a musical uh connection uh, yeah. between the the thing you get rid of that first chorus. <laughs> yeah It needs something like that. Yeah. Like it it needs to get rid of that first chorus and have a musical break there mm. into the second verse. That song would have been uh pristine. <laughs> It'd have been Im- incredible. All right, now we got okay, so I'm cutting that out. <laughs> uh we got to know our skiba ryan yeah we'll um, have to revisit skiba again and because uh, we, we you gotta educate you know the people about some skiba and, yeah. I, and I and i feel like you're educating me on him because i haven't done the homework as far as so uh, here's what's happening i
1: <laughs> i'm trying to do the homework for the show so i'm doing it and then i'm just telling you th- what i did <laughs> And then you and well, I are both telling the listeners what we. Well, done.
0: maybe I'll try to do the next one. I'll pick the next three songs. Oh, that'd be great! Like a study group.
1: <laughs> it's like a book club or something. Yeah. If anyone, uh, if anyone would like to write into like your Skiba, like Skiba facts. Uh, yeah, we need to get, put that in the subject more. line. Skiba facts. If you have a Skiba fact,
0: there's like book. You know, there's already a book about Travis that he wrote. Like, but there's there's loads of Maybe stories we get on the ground
1: floor of the Skiba <laughs> book. Well, I feel like it needs to be the Blink book. But
0: is it? it well, there's going to be that too. But, but we, we need, need to get SCIBA like there, there's, there's not as much info on Skiba out there. So we need to. Who the fuck is Skiba? Is that the title of the book? Or what the oh. fuck is the Skiba? Yeah, who the, who the fuck is Matt
1: Skiba? Who the fuck is Matt Skiba? The title of the book. Done. Ah. Yeah.
0: That could be the the like you know the the dude that wrote that I forget the name of it but he wrote a book um back in the 90s called like The Late Night Wars or something and it was about Letterman oh, and Jay yeah, Leno. Oh yeah yeah. And I he recently read that. he recently did a sequel um with the Conan and Jay Leno thing. Oh nice. And uh I forget the names of them but like that so there could be like the Blink biography book Right. You know, whatever we whatever it's called, you know, damn it, or whatever it's called. It. <laughs> and then who the fuck is Matt Skiba is the next one. Oh, you know, uh, yeah, part. that's part two. <laughs> That'll be good. Matt Skiba, if you're listening,
1: I've um, never written a book before, but I'll write this for free. <laughs> for free?
0: For free. You don't even have to pay me. <laughs> He's going to be like, uh, why don't I just pay somebody to do it? <laughs> Not, have you ever read a book before. You can do an uh, e-book on amazon yeah (laughs) oh man that'd be great so um should we move on to some uh some mail mail well we do have to check in with tom real quick oh before we do that let's check in with tom and see how much we hate him this week
1: used to play guitar and sing for blink 182 but he wanted to move on and do something new now he's writing books about a government conspiracy questioning the notions about our reality we just want to know What's up with Tom? (laughs) So, Ryan, you're familiar with uh, Secret Machines, uh, the series that Tom is... You may have heard of it. Does it have K's in the... It 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 does have K's, funny enough. Mm. Is there Mm. something there? Is there something there? Uh, Maybe next episode. (laughs) Um, So, I don't know if this is from... So, what's the secret... There's Secret Machines, and what's the next one? Like, something... Gods. Gods and Machines. So Secret Machines is the fiction book and Gods and Machines is the nonfiction. So the nonfiction one. Uh, <laughs> chapter four, um, uh, there was an image online of of the front page, or not front page, but the, the opening page of chapter four of that book. Yeah. then The nonfiction book. Although actually, yeah, so so it's a nonfiction <laughs> book. Um, the chapter is called In the Cult of the Dead Gods. it's um, fucking metal. It, it begins with two quotes. Um, the first one, uh, but where are we to go now? We are ordinary people. We are subject to death and destruction. We are mortals. Allow us then to die. Let us perish since our gods are already dead. And that's quoted as a plea of the Aztecs to Spanish conquerors. Whoa. So that's, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's intense. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's another quote though, that before the nonfiction book, it started into chapter four, um, from a source. See if you might recognize it. Um, did I get this straight? Do you want me here? As I struggle through each and every year, and all these demons, they keep me up all night.
0: Was that uh, Plato? That was uh,
1: Thomas Matthew <laughs> DeLong, uh, 2011, up all night.
0: Wow. Yeah. So uh, uh, what's the connection? Um,
1: well, I mean, you have to read the book to find out. <laughs> Oh, I, here's what's posted uh, on the image. I can see a little bit into that first chapter okay. or into that first sentence. In previous chapters, we looked at the Sumerian and Egyptian cultures and noted their focus on astrono- astronomy, astrology, and rituals that connect the ideas of death and in the afterlife with otherworldly journeys. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so he... Was that Tom's... Uh, he quoted himself in his own book. I know, is, but is that his... Yeah
0: his contribution to the book right there? Like, or oh, do you think that's
1: it? That's why it's
0: like with blah, blah, and that's like, that's it. <laughs> or maybe like every chapter has a Tom DeLong lyric in it type of thing. Oh, wow. That would be, I'd actually be so
1: down if every chapter had like, it was like a, a very like intense quote from history and then a Tom DeLong quote. So is that what Tom My was pants singing are about? Right was now. the Spanish, what was it? The um... Yeah, I think Up All Night was probably about the Spanish uh, slaughter of the Aztec civilization
0: that's pretty if it is then uh that's metal <laughs> then i'm like there's i don't understand Blink 1a2 it's we're, i we're the idiots we're the ones who were wrong <laughs> i yeah weird
1: what's that uh what's that kevin smith line like you are the ones who are the assholes
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are you on the internet uh, um how good the hell is it uh God, I used to have that whole thing memorized.
1: Well it looks like we've been up with Tom too long. We're gonna have to go back <laughs> down. Uh, so
0: you are oh, you are the ones who are the ball lickers. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was like trying to I was like doing the scene in my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh why don't we go ahead and check in that mailbag, Ryan? Let's see what's in the mailbag. <laughs> that going to read right now what's in there right got a few things um there's a one from a while ago actually I'll save that one uh, <laughs> uh, but we have had a few in the last um, last week or so and uh, I figure we'll just you know address these so we got one from last week called from uh let's see here it says number one fan follow up. This is from our number one fan, he says. He claims it, so anyone can fight him with this.
1: Austin is his name. I mean, I feel like if he's a fan, he's probably the number one fan, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we only have one fan. Austin. Austin, would you say? Oh, yeah. Number one fan, Austin. Yeah, he's the number one fan. Uh, I recently got in an argument with a girl I was dating. About who is the biggest fan. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is like funny because it's like some life advice we're about to give maybe. Oh, wow. Okay. Maybe not. I don't know. I recently got into an argument with a girl I was dating about blink. Probably a bad idea. As that was, I put up my hands like, cause they are, um, <laughs>
1: <What>? <laughs> you to the listeners, Ryan, when he said probably a bad idea, put his hands up as if he was like, like a touchdown had been made. <laughs> is
0: parentheses is what i was doing That's
1: it was like all caps parentheses like font fourteen
0: probably a bad idea in parentheses okay uh she was defending tom and i was like <laughs> we're getting back into tom again oh yeah i was defending tom and or she was defending tom and i was like nah I know Tom gets a lot of grief in the subreddit, but I'm wondering what are the best pro Tom explanations for how he left blink? That's in quotes. Oh, okay. Uh, Mark and Travis seem to be, uh, to have received positive, have received mostly positive PR. Um, but is there anything to be said about Mark and Travis sharing the blame with Tom's departure or should Tom take the blunt of the blame for seemingly being immature? Um, that's really pretty interesting. That's a good question. question.
1: I, uh, I can take a crack at this nut, I think. Do it. Um, I I think here's what happened. I I think when Blink got back together, uh, I think Tom had intentions of being 100% into it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he kind
0: of maybe forgot why he left in the first place.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think he left for a reason. And that reason is he wanted to have the freedom to do different projects. And Blink, by its nature, is something that needs 100% time or those projects have to be treated like side projects. Like Travis has a lot of projects, but they're very much side projects. They're never, you know, he's not starting like a movement, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's doing the transplants, you know, um, which, which are awesome. But he wanted to go full on type of board. Yeah. He wanted to make all of these things as important as blink was. And this just not, you know, the other people weren't, the other people in the band weren't willing to kind of, wait to to put blink on pause while he did that because blink is only three people. So it it kind of by the nature of it, it needs everyone to be going full steam ahead. Mm -hmm. So I I think that Tom didn't either couldn't or didn't really like want to face up to that. And maybe there was a bit of some of the other band members kind of like not like, frankly, maybe this should have happened earlier, you know, if anything. And
0: you mean the second time?
1: Yeah, like the second time, you know, maybe it should have been a kind of thing where like after neighborhoods, they're like, hey,
0: you know, or maybe dogs eating dogs. I mean, so, well, yeah, I from looking at stuff like um there was recently I think we talked about it on one of the last shows, but there was like a um there was like a reissue of take off your of pants and jacket. And, uh, Mark had like a little piece on it or something like that. Yeah. And he talked about how like, this is one of the first albums where him and Tom were like starting to clash a yeah. little bit of where the, the things were going to we, go through. We talked about this. So, uh, I remember which episode, but like blink
1: got famous really young. Like they were 21, 22 with mm-hmm. enema. Um, so you know, you could almost in a way think of them as child stars. And I think Mark, may have done a better job just kind of adjusting that than Tom. Like, I think Tom had a bit of a harder time because he, he was just admittedly like a weird guy. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the ways that that has come out, and I think he'd be the first to say this, like watching that Pursuit of Tone documentary, I think he has a problem um, with with his projects, not like in his personal life, but I think with his art projects, a problem with control. Yeah, And I think he needs to be... And maybe because he got famous so young and he just, in those kind of like development stages, like people weren't saying no.
0: Well, that, and I think like you have to, um, some people are like that. Some people don't want to work collaboratively. Yeah, that's
1: also just how some people are. I mean, the Beatles broke up and because they kind of all were like that, I think, at the end of
0: the day. Yeah, and, um, like sometimes that magic works so well for just so long. Yeah, lightning in a bottle. Yeah, and, uh, and I think sometimes it's almost like you can't blame them. And, uh, yeah. But
1: like the flip side though, I think is like, he didn't do, uh, it doesn't seem like he did a good job communicating that to Mark and and Travis resulting in them essentially just like waiting on their hands.
0: I feel like it's an anxiety thing, but well, someone's, yeah. someone pointed out, this is bringing going all the way back to the beginning of the episode, pointing out that we're not doctors that like someone yeah. says that oh, we're doctors yeah, thinking that he's depressed and stuff. Yeah. I mean, of but course, of course I, don't. I guess we're trying to put ourselves in his shoes. Yeah. I would never,
1: like, I hope, I I would never presume to say, like, he has this or X. Yeah, but, like, if
0: I was putting my, like, I guess we have to say this, but if I was putting myself in his shoes, I have a problem saying no to people a lot of the time. And I, or, like, you know, I put things off type of thing. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, don't want to face the demons yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, and I could see that I can put myself in his shoes of that same thing. Like, I don't want to say no to this because it's, I still do want this to happen. If I say no, then it's like, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. And so I can see that with him. And, um, and for Mark and Travis, these, especially Travis is a workhorse and just wants to always, I think Mark working. and Travis are a lot more, uh,
1: like type a than, than Tom might be. Like, more just, like, get things done, like, pragmatic and just, like, let's go bang it out. Let's do this. Let's mm-hmm. stay in the studio
0: for 12 hours. Like, let's get it done. Let's yeah. make it happen. And I think Tom might be someone that likes to sit, like, in his house, in his room. Yeah, and, like, do things himself. at his own pace. And hey. not,
1: not like, I don't think either of us think Tom is lazy. But I think he is, like, he needs to do things on his own time. Yeah,
0: and I think uh, it just, their energy wasn't cl- connecting anymore. Yeah. It's basically what happened, I think. And yeah. um, it's sad, but, you know... That happens. I mean, that was
1: like with the Beatles, right? Like the whole thing with Let It Be is Paul arranged them to like, oh, well, I booked the studio time from 7 a.m. to 1 or whatever. And John was like, you can't make art at 7 in the morning. It's like the best quote from John Lennon ever.
0: He's totally right. (laughs) He's 100% right. right But yeah, so that's a, you know. Yeah. that's great
1: yeah that's i think that says it all um so yeah you were saying about mark and travis doing their own thing
0: yeah i think they blank white he was a a brand you know kind of thing and they yeah they want that name they're like this plus 44 thing is cool but
1: well i think they just want to be like in it like i don't know if it's necessarily as crass as like oh it's like a brand or whatever but it's like they want to if they're going to be doing something they want to be as successful as possible and like doing it as intense as it can be. Yeah. And that's using the name.
0: Uh, I think they answered Austin's question. He also recommended a bunch of more data member songs for us. It seems like, oh, a, nice. is that the same? Is this the same. We, we should
1: just have a segment of just like people recommending a data member <laughs> songs to us. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, a, what songs does he recommend? He recommends a uh, downfall of us all. Uh, first and f- most popular radio hit. I guess okay. they have. Um, well, that'd, that'd be good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Right where you want to want me to be. It's a Christmas song. All right. Um it's a song Is called it I- under the mistletoe? Is that like the refrain? I guess so. It looks like he posted all the videos and stuff here. Um he also posted I remember, an anthemic pop song. Second half is I beta. remember by a day to remember. Yeah. <laughs> uh a song called Good Things. Great song to kick off the weekend. Like that and... Uh, I'm gonna do good things <laughs> on the weekend. We are the kings of the weekend. Um, leave the lights on. A semi-acoustic pop punk extra cheesy, he says. I could be into some semi... I mean, I like Hear You Me. That's semi-acoustic
1: pop punk extra cheesy. Yeah. Your house, semi-acoustic uh, pop extra cheesy. Yeah. I love it.
0: I think so. And it's like... Uh, I. We'll have to listen to these. I haven't listened to these yet. We'll yeah, check them out. We'll report back. Yeah. We'll get back to you, Mr. Austin. So um what else do we got here? We got uh, We got Hank Holder. Have we have we gone over Hank we Holder? We haven't gone over Hank Holder.
1: Go. So he he wrote in about our uh, last episode, Dogs Eating Dogs, and uh, had had some thoughts. So so our last episode was sort of a deep dive on uh, the dogs eating dogs EP and he said Hey guys, just wanted to chime in after listening to the Dogs Eating Dogs episode and let you know that I absolutely agree with your opinion that the EP has lots of fantastic moments, but is not nearly as well produced or cohesive as any of Blink's classic material. Um, Side note, I feel like that's, I'm glad someone feels that way also, um, because like, I was trying to get across, and I feel like you too, like, it's not all bad, it's just that, like, there's some pretty dope moments in here, but it's just like, not cohesive. Yeah, you know. I think so too. Um, so he goes on. I think lyrically it's closer to at least making sense The neighborhoods or most of the AVA catalog. I'm shocked that people are always cringing at California's lyrics because even the worst of Mark's lyrics never hit your soul will float like a dove levels of <laughs> puke worthiness. Uh, <laughs> you know, I like this guy. But there's some great imagery from both Mark and Tom elsewhere. I agree with that too. And most of the songs have built are, are built have are built around a central idea i think mark really proved himself as a fantastic lyricist during this era and as a strong poet he was previously a storyteller uh, tom also manages some good lines by stringing random words together <laughs> however tom's guitar style and tone is so weak and flimsy all over this ep blink 2.0 which is i think now the official term for blink after the reunion but before skiba uh, blink 2.0 is filled with this nonsense. See wishing well for another egregious example. I uh, think again of guitar tone. Uh, <laughs> also the fact that these songs continue its boring structure of neighborhood, uh, do them no favors. I shouldn't be so excited to get a withheld first chorus or damn yellow wolf bridge, but I am because it changes things up from the typical intro verse, chorus, verse, chorus, instrumental, slow bridge chorus. I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah, for man, sure. this guy gets it. I will admit. This is our boy. His, you know his, this guy. man. Oh, I just saw... Wow. I didn't realize this was (laughs) Hank Holder. Holy shit. I swear to God, I didn't know that. This guy is the best. Okay. Uh, I will admit I thought this was a step in the right direction as a whole, but Mark's contributions are seriously lacking, and Tom continues to indulge his worst tendencies just with stronger imagery and melodies this time. Uh, Basically, as much as I love Tom, even still the wacky bastard, I'm 100% on board for Blink 3.0. I've been a fan of Blink for... 20 years and it feels good to have blink having fun again sorry for the rant fellows keep up the good work human fucking time
0: capsule <laughs> he's back <laughs> htc htc yeah that's friend a friend of the show yeah he summed it up pretty fucking great at that whole that whole shebang right inside about it myself yeah i think you nailed it and like yeah like we said you say perfectly still love tom but there's just there he was going downhill with this yeah
1: i love tom so i'm not gonna like i'm gonna I'm not going to pretend it's good when it's not, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we got one more here and this is from a little while ago. We just got, missed it last week. This is from Chris and, um, He has, uh, it's kind of another long one, but it's pretty good. It's an interesting little take. It's pretty awesome. It's it's cool to just hear people's stories. And that's what we, we, you know, have the mailbag for. Yeah. So he says, uh, hello, my name is Chris. I'm 27 and I live in West Virginia. I've been a blink fan since I was in middle school. I bought of the state shortly after I first saw the, what's my age again? Video on MTV. I can clearly remember the first time I saw the video, I thought to myself, "That dude's wearing a purple guitar strap." Being in the middle school mentally, uh, mentally at the time, the purple strap seemed like an instant invitation to get made fun of. Of that bass player, obviously didn't, but that bass player obviously didn't care about that. Blink's music and their sense of humor made them my favorite band at that point. I think that's pretty cool. Like he kind of like it's that's an interesting take on it. Almost like that dude's wearing a. Uh, purple guitar strap. Like yeah, he had people the are balls make... to wear a purple guitar strap. <laughs> well, doesn't vacant? he know everyone's gonna make fun of him? <laughs> <laughs> That's such a middle school way of looking at it, but it's it's great. Um, I lost interest in Blink around the time of the Untitled album. I think I was mostly due to Tom's new emo appearance, kicked up a couple of notches from the take off your pants and jacket era. At, at the time. It just seemed to me they were trying to fit in all the other bands and of that ilk instead of just being themselves. Gone was the enema blank that I loved. I never even gave the untitled album an honest listen until years later. And my opinion has since changed. It's a solid record from front to back. Nice. So that's pretty cool. Like, I it was the opposite. I was like, oh, I got to get like looking more, even more like Tom. Yeah. I'm going to start growing my hair and dyeing it black and fucking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, as you can see from the Instagram feed, I don't have any hair at all. But uh, <laughs> um, he says, I want to thank you guys for doing the podcast. I stumbled upon it after there was a couple of episodes. Um, I listened to them all. And then Blink was the number one band that people always gave me shit for liking. They were never punk enough uh, for any of the friends who were into bands like Dead Kennedys, Minor Threat, Black Flag, <laughs> et cetera. I liked those bands as well. But liking Blink apparently made me some kind of poser in their eyes.
1: I, I relate to this. Me too. I had a lot of punk. Fr- I remember, um, like, Blink never felt like a cool band until they got back together. And I remember even Mark Hoppus tweeted about this, like, a couple years after the <laughs> reunion, but before
0: Neighborhoods came out, he said something like, It's weird to be in a band that people think is cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, it was pretty interesting. And the, the, he kind of wraps it up here. He says, Although a lot of my friends hated Blink, those same friends, would have at least one blink poster somewhere in their rooms where I'd go over to their houses to hang out. They seemed to be the closet blink fans who wouldn't dare admit to digging blink pub- uh digging blink publicly. Um it it would hurt their street cred. Uh yeah,
1: no, I mean that's what it was like. That's what it was like for me growing up like they 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 were like in the opposite of the sweet spot. They were like if the there's the 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 bed that's the not hard not too soft not too hard you know and it's perfect they were the out are like they were not punk enough uh for the punk kids and they were too punk for like the pop kids
0: yeah it's like super strange like it's um yeah i I mean i totally agree with that like i had the blink poster but like and those kids would never admit that they were into blink 182 at one point but they're like the um the freaking uh what the hell is it called what do they call weed the <laughs> What, what do they call weed? Mm. <laughs> like the the drug the. Um, weed. Such a brain. The drug. No, like you know, like the um, intro drug. What the fuck am I thinking? The of gateway that? drug. Gateway drug.
1: Wow, <laughs> why can I think of that?
0: Blinks the gateway, gateway drug. That's a good
1: band name. Gateway drug.
0: <laughs> it has to be already one. It's like a '90s like grunge um anyway this is almost over this pot uh, the letter he says listening to the podcast allows me a chance listening to the podcast allows me a chance to hear people discuss blink in the manner that i would something small and trivial like tom having problems with his camera interests me because at one point these guys were the coolest guys in the world and larger than life to me they're still kind of are um lol kind of uh, uh keep up the good work guys and keep the podcast coming um also thanks for introducing me to joyce manor chris nice Joyce manor is great yeah glad to be of service chris <laughs> that's a great email like that like the to, to have the, the little the difference between the beginning of the episode we're talking about people like shitting on this not liking yeah. Tom, whatever and then you have something like this it, kinda, it is yeah it's good shit so y'all come yeah it's, um but like poetry <laughs> <laughs> but chris he actually um sent us a song he has uh it's more kind of like he did it himself sort of thing he says i have a couple songs of my own on soundcloud and uh you know, it's not really a band. It's just kind of him kind of did it himself. And we want to go ahead and just play one of those on the show for the end of the episode.
1: Yeah. The song is awesome. Yeah. Um, it's a good so little, good little gonna, song. I think it.
0: it's called on your own. So we'll, uh, end the show with that. So thanks Chris for sending that over. Yeah. Thanks for listening, Chris.
1: And, um, you know, learning about Skiba, um, we're doing a lot of stud- uh, studious things, um, I think a good you know, place to...
0: Yeah, following people on Twitter, at one of two podcasts.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're really doing our <laughs> research. And I think um, one of the things you're probably going to want to do is go to the library because that's a great resource for learning about Skiba. But before
0: you go to your local library, um, remember to put your pants on.